Well, it's 6 p.m. Is there any reason we shouldn't get started? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. No, you can call the meeting to order and then Avery will provide her information for the meeting. Thank you. This is Jody Meyer, Chair of the Historic Resources Commission. I will go ahead and open the um, September 16th, 2021 meeting um, of the HRC this evening. I'll turn it over to Avery. Thank you. Good evening and welcome to the September 16th, 2021 Historic Resources Commission meeting. My name is Avery Kerner and I will be facilitating the Zoom video portion of the meeting tonight. I will work alongside the chair who is on remote video. Oh, sorry. Uh, joining me here in the city commission room is Lynn Braddock Solner, Historic Resources Administrator. I will work alongside the chair who is on remote video to facilitate the meeting proceedings. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast live on the city's YouTube channel and public access cable channel 25. During the meeting, please mute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon found on the lower left-hand corner of the Zoom menu next to the video icon. This will make it easier for everyone to hear the meeting. Just remember to unmute if and when you want to speak. You can also turn your video camera on or off by clicking the video icon in the menu. For purposes of this public meeting, when you are participating in the meeting, please keep your video on. When you are not participating in the meeting, it is okay to turn your video off. Turning your video off when you are not participating will help make sure that the active meeting participants can be seen on the screen. If you are participating by phone, you can enter star six to mute and unmute your phone. Somewhere on your Zoom screen, you will be able, you will also see a choice to toggle between speaker and gallery view. Speaker view shows the active speaker. Gallery view tiles all of the meeting participants. Commissioners, you must state your name and title each time you speak. Members of city staff must also state their name and title each time they speak. I would also ask that applicants and members of the public identify themselves each time before they speak to ensure that everyone is able to follow along. When public comment is sought on an item, individuals participating via Zoom should use the raise your hand feature. Windows and Mac users can access this feature through the participants button on the bottom of their screen. Android and iPhone users can access this feature through the more button located at the bottom right corner of their screen. For those calling in by phone, you may dial star nine. Individuals will be called upon by name in the order they appear on the meeting host screen. When you are called on, please unmute your listening device and state your name before speaking. The chair will then call for in-person public comment for those who are physically present. Staff will direct you to the podium to speak. All, mo all motions will need to be stated clearly. After a motion is made and seconded, the chair will call on each commissioner individually to provide their vote. The chair will then announce whether the motion carried and the count of the vote. I want to again remind everyone to please mute yourself when you are not speaking. And now, now I will turn the meeting over to the chair. Thank you. This is Chair Jody Meyer again. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take roll call this evening so that we know which commissioners are here. Commissioner Irby. Present. present. Commissioner Irby present. Commissioner Holder. Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. Commissioner Holder has resigned from the commission. Oh, I'm last week. Thank you. I've forgotten about that. Um, all right, Commissioner Ezell. Okay, not. Oh, there he is. Okay, uh, Commissioner Young. I do not believe is here. 
sorry, I muted myself. Commissioner Foster, I do not believe is here. Uh, Commissioner Hawley. Commissioner Hawley, present. Present, okay, thank you. Um, we will go ahead and begin with our agenda tonight. Uh, first up on the agenda is communications. Um, Leonard Avery, have we received communications from other commissions, the State Historic Preservation Officer or the general public? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. We have no communications for you this evening. Okay, Ms. Chair Meyer, um, is there any disclosure of ex parte communications from any commissioners this evening? Okay, I will take that no. Are there any declaration of abstentions for specific agenda items by commissioners this evening? Okay, I'll take that as a no. Uh, do we have any committee reports this evening? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. We have no committee reports this evening. Okay, Chair Meyer again. Uh, we will then move on to our consent agenda. Um, first item is action summaries. The commission is to consider approval of the action summaries from uh, several dates, July 16th, uh, September 17th, October 15th, November 19th, December 17th of 2020, as well as January 21, February 18, March 18th, April 15th, May 20th, June 17th, and July 15th of 2021 Historic Resources Commission meetings. Uh, I will go ahead and make, uh, and I guess, is there any comment on these items? Well, I assume there's no public comment on these items. Then Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator, we have no public comment on these items. All right, Chair Meyer, is there, is there any commission discussion on these items? Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and make a, uh, go ahead and move that we approve the action summaries, all as outlined on the agenda all of those various uh, action summaries. Is there a second? Commissioner Hawley, a second. Okay, since there's a motion and a second, I'll go ahead and take a roll call vote. Commissioner Irby? Commissioner Irby, aye. Commissioner Ezell? Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Hawley? Commissioner Hawley, aye. And Commissioner Meyer is an aye, so that motion carries four to zero. Um, we'll move then on to the next item, which is administrative appro approvals. Um, there are a number of design review applications which have been administratively reviewed and approved by staff. Uh, Lynn, is there any public comment on the design review applications? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. <laughs> Um, staff does not have any comments. No one has raised their hand and there's no one in the commission room. Okay, Chair Meyer, uh, thank you, Lynn. Um, is there any discussion among uh, commissioners this evening on this item? Hearing none, uh, I will go ahead and move that we confirm the uh, design review applications according to the standards and information listed in the staff reports for each application. Is there a second? Commissioner Irby, second. 
There's been a motion and a second. I'll go ahead and take a roll call vote. Commissioner Irby. Commissioner Irby, aye. Commissioner Ezell. Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Hawley. Commissioner Hawley, aye. And Commissioner Meyer is an aye. So that motion carries four to zero. Um, moving on then to general public comment. Uh, Lynn, is there any general public comment this evening? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. We have no one who's raised their hand on Zoom and there is no one in the city commission room. Oh, actually this is Avery Kerner, planning staff. There is one individual who just indicated they wish to make a quick comment. And Malcolm, if you wish to speak, go ahead. It's on an agenda item though. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. Um, I hope I I'm speaking at the right time. I just... Uh, I just wanted to uh, thank the commission for their review of the solar system that we're looking to install on Massachusetts Street. Um, I think in the past we've worked with the commission a couple of times and we always make an effort to install systems that add to the aesthetics of homes in the in the historic district rather than distract from them and just appreciate uh, cooperation from from everybody on the commission. Mr. Meyer, thank you, Malcolm. I, we'll, we're going to come up on that project here just shortly. Oh, I gotcha. Pardon me. No, no, you're totally fine. Um, okay, since we have no general public comment this evening, we will move on then to public hearing items we have for this evening. We will start with DR 21-170, which is 1620 Massachusetts Street. Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. This is DR 21-001701620 Massachusetts Street for a residential photovoltaic installation. It is a certificate of appropriateness. It was submitted by Christina Carroll of Good Energy Solutions for Ian Crossfield, the property owner of record. The property is located in the environs of the Edward House House, located at 1646 Massachusetts Street. Okay. This is the project location map with the subject property highlighted in the green-blue color and the house house down at the corner. This is the primary structure where the panels will be um, installed. This is the plan for the panel array. If you see, um, there are several panels on there, 14 modules in total. Um, the ones that are most of the panels won't be visible from the public right of way, which is the recommendation for the Secretary of the Interior Standards and Guidelines. Um, there are a few toward Massachusetts Street. And if you'll see there on the left-hand side of that diagram, that will be visible and we'll take a look at that real quick. This is walking down the sidewalk. You can see the subject property, right? The second house right there on your right. A little bit closer up, you can see the roof line. There has been a metal roof installed in the structure that's a dark bronze color. Um, that's something that's mentioned in the staff report. And this is a close-up of where the panels will be located. Um, the arrow provided by the um, applicant showing 
the exact location of the panels. And just another view of that to show that they're on that top part of the gambrel roof. Um, typically, solar panels should be located on the least conspicuous part of a structure and shielded from the public right of way. The project is to place panels at the roof at the front of the house. Currently, there is a metal roof on the house. Because the project is being reviewed for its impact on the environs of the listed property, and because the existing roof is dark metal, staff is of the opinion that the installation of the solar modules will not significantly encroach on, damage, or destroy the Edward House house. And I'd be happy to stand for any questions that you might have. All right, this is Chair Meyer. Um, Lynn, was there any public comment on this item? Lynn Braddock-Zolmer, Historic Resources Administrator. We have no one who has raised their hand and there's no one in the city commission room. Okay, Chair Meyer, um, I guess then, uh, does the applicant wish to say anything? This is Ian Crossfield, if you can hear or see me, the owner of the house at, here at 1620 Mass. Uh, only saying that we appreciate the staff's positive review here. We, we're doing this just to, for all the usual reasons of trying to make a better world for our five-month-old baby girl and all the generations that will come after her. So we figure the more solar panels we can stick on there, the more of a difference we'll be able to make. And that's our main motivation. So. Thank you for your consideration. This is Chair Meyer again, thank you. Um, I'll bring it back to the commission for any discussion. Commissioner Irby, I concur with the staff recommendation. This is Chair Meyer, I, I do as well. And I think under the circumstances as outlined in the staff report that I would be willing to approve the solar panels um, based on the facts of the situation. If there's no other discussion about this item, I would also entertain a motion. Commissioner Irby, I will make a motion. I move that in accordance with chapter 22 of the Code of the City of Lawrence, the standards of evaluation approve the certificate of appropriateness for the proposed project and find that the project will not significantly encroach on damage or destroy the landmarks or their environs. Uh, Commissioner Meyer, I recommend that, a, that a, we issue a certificate of appropriateness for the proposed project. Yes, sorry. No problem. Okay, um, there's a motion. I will I will second that motion. Since there is a motion and a second, I'll go ahead and take a roll call vote. Commissioner Irby. Commissioner Irby, aye. Uh, Commissioner Ezell. Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Holly. Commissioner Holly, aye. And Commissioner Meyer is an aye. So that motion carries four to zero. Good luck on your project. Uh, we will then move on to the second item on the agenda, uh, which is DR 21-000289-645 Illinois Street. Lynn Braddock-Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. This is 
an application for additions to both the primary and accessory structures located at 645 Illinois Street. It is a certificate of appropriateness. It was submitted by Mike Myers of Hernley Architects for Pamela Lowenstein, trustee, the property owner of record. This, and like I mentioned, this is a certificate of appropriateness. The property is located in the environs of the Robert E. House residence, located at 645 Mississippi Street. And here's the location map. You can see on the left side of the screen and the kind of green turquoise color, um, the project location. This is the primary elevation of the primary structure. And then looking down the um, north, sorry, the south elevation of the structure. This is where the project location will be for the second story. And this is the existing garage that will also have an addition. The applicant requests to build an addition to the structure located at 645 Illinois Street. The addition would be a second story addition at the rear of the house. The addition would run east to west with a gable roof and would be clad with fiber cement lap siding. The applicant also proposes to add a two-story addition to the existing accessory structure. The new addition would be added to the north elevation and would also have a second story above the existing one-story structure. This is the site plan for the project. If you'll notice the hash mark, um, it's the second floor addition on the primary structure and then the accessory structure on the left-hand side of the screen with the hash mark um, for the addition for the accessory structure. This shows the existing south and proposed south elevations of the project. You can see the second story addition is kind of a pop-up like we see in some airplane bungalows. Um, it's reminiscent of that on the primary structure. And then you can see the peak of the second story addition on the accessory structure. This is showing the main elevation or the east elevation of the structure. Um, to note on the right-hand side of the screen is what is proposed. You will be able to see that second story addition from the main or primary facade. This is showing the north elevation, the existing on the top of the screen, and then at the bottom, the proposed addition. You'll see that two-story addition right there at the end of the primary structure and then the two-story addition proposed for the garage. This is showing the west elevation of the structure. Existing is on the left-hand side of the screen. Proposed is on the right-hand side of the screen. And this is showing the garage addition um, existing on the left-hand side of the screen and proposed on the right-hand side of the screen. You'll also see that second story addition for the house beyond the garage. And then this is just showing the east elevation of the garage. And on the left-hand side of your screen is existing. On the right-hand side is the proposed. So this is a um, 
Certificate of Appropriateness Review, Standard 9 applies to the project. And staff has looked at, there are also interior um, alterations to the structure that are not part of this review, um, since it's a Certificate of Appropriateness Review. This is a little atypical for the environs of the listed property, um, but while it's not typical, the proposed project meets the majority of the standards and guidelines of Section 22.505 and Section 22.506.1. The proposed project will not significantly encroach on, damage, or destroy the listed property. And with that, I'd be happy to stand for any questions you may have. Mr. Chair Meyer, thank you, Lynn. Does the applicant wish to say anything? I mean, your packet's self, but if you wish to say anything else about it, you can. Uh, hi, this is Mike Myers uh, with Hernley Architects. Um, hopefully I got my uh, unmute corrected there. Um, Staff, as usual, has done a great job presenting um, what what we're trying to do here. I don't have a whole lot to add. Um, the uh, The project is really um, it, it's it's uh, the house is um, being inherited essentially, and and it's created an opportunity for my client to um, fit his life and his uh, part of his work into into this new into, into the house and. Um, really just looking for some appropriate and fairly modest uh, changes um, to the to the house to, to make it fit his needs and um, just ask you to to consider agreeing with staff and uh, approving the project thank you chair Meyer thank you uh, is there any public comment on this item Lynn Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. We have no one on Zoom has raised their hand and we have no one in the city commission room. Jeremiah, thank you. This uh, will bring it back to the commission for discussion. Um, I, I would say that I, I would approve the project as stated in the staff report. Um, uh, Lynn has mentioned the airplane bungalows, but there is an airplane bungalow on Ninth Street. I can't remember what corner. Isn't that correct, Lynn? I mean, that's only basically two blocks ish away. Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. I would have to look, Commissioner Meyer. I don't know off the top of my head. Sorry. Sorry. This is Chair Meyer again. Sorry. I just, you have all this institutional knowledge, but I, I do remember that there that there is one. Not off so i think there there is one in the area so that's my two cents about it commissioner irby i agree i mean because this is a certificate of appropriateness that we're being asked to issue i'm i'm i agree with staff well if there's no other discussion i i would uh, entertain another motion or I can make a motion. I, uh, I will move that in accordance with chapter 22 of the code of the city of Lawrence, the standards of evaluation uh, and find the proposed project will not significantly encroach on damage or destroy the landmarks or their environs and issue the certificate of appropriateness for the proposed project. 
Is there a second? This is Commissioner Holly. Oh, after, after you, Commissioner Irby. Go for it. <laughs> we need a, a signal. Uh, Commissioner Holly, I will second Chair Meyer's motion. There has been a, uh, a motion and a second, so we'll go ahead and take a roll call vote. Commissioner Irby. Commissioner Irby, aye. Commissioner Ezell. Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Holly. Commissioner Holly, aye. And Commissioner Myers, an aye. So that motion carries four to zero. Good luck on the project. Thank you very much. All right, this is Chair Meyer. We will move on to DR-21-00295, which is 2133 Rhode Island Street. Yes, this is Avery Kerner, planning staff. This item is for demolition and new construction at 2133 Rhode Island Street. The property is located in the environs of the Adam and Annie Rotman House, which is located at 2127 Barker Avenue. On the screen, you can see 2133 Rhode Island outlined in yellow and in relation to the listed property, which is outlined in blue. The applicant is requesting to demolish the existing structures located at 2133 Rhode Island Street, which includes a single-story detached dwelling, single-car garage, and a shed. On the screen are images of the existing detached dwelling. On this next slide are images of the detached garage and shed. The structures will be replaced with a new two-story detached dwelling and single-car garage with an attached carport. Chapter 22's design criteria and section 22505 standard nine apply. Carports are not recommended in the environs and a design alternative may be to enclose two sides of the carport structure. Staff would also recommend that, the addition, that an additional uh, design elements be used to break up the ma massing on the north side of the detached dwelling. For materials, staff recommends that the columns used be painted since unpainted wood is not appropriate in the environs of the listed property and that the lab siding used be fiber cement board or wood. On the screen are elevations of the proposed detached dwelling and the next slide shows elevations for the detached garage. The environs definition for the Adam and Annie Rotman House state that the demolition of property shall be approved if a compatible structure is proposed. The proposed project meets the majority of the applicable Chapter 22 standards and guidelines and staff recommends approving the proposed project and issuing a certificate of appropriateness. And with that, I'd be happy to answer any questions you may have. Chair Meyer, thank you. Is the applicant present? Good evening, um, Chris Cunningham from CT Design and Development. I'm here representing Courtney and uh, Courtney Stillings and Aaron Dotson. Um, thank you for having us on uh, on the meeting this evening. Um, I think that uh, we've brought together a, a pretty good good little project. Um, we appreciate the review. Um, Avery and uh, Lynn have kind of nailed it. Um, so. Um, Courtney and, and Aaron, they purchased this property earlier this summer with the intent to demolish this existing structure um, and build a new uh, two-story structure, which you see before you, um, and create a house for their own. Um, they do not intend to rent this out. Um, it will be their, 
their new domicile and uh, they're thrilled uh, with the opportunity to live on the east side of Lawrence in the Parker neighborhood. So we appreciate um, your thoughts and comments and uh, we're here to um, answer any questions you might have. Sure. Thank you. Uh, Lynn, is there any public comment on this item? Lynn Braddock Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. We have no one on Zoom that's requested to comment and there's no one in the city commission room to comment. Okay, Chair Meyer, thank you. Um, I guess we will bring it back to the commission for discussion then. Commissioner Irby, so I guess I would agree that it meets the certificate of appropriateness, um, but I see where staff is coming from and uh, would, would like to make a motion that includes the recommendations from staff, particularly about the carport and the other things pointed out in the staff report. Uh, Chair Meyer, I, I, Lynn, did you talk to the applicant about some of these recommendations? This is Avery Kerner, planning staff. And um, no, I did not reach out to the applicant to discuss these proposed recommendations. And I'm happy to address the comments. Um, uh, I guess. The wood, the cedar wood um, on the front porch. I think you know that's that's fine. Um, we're happy to paint those. Uh, you know that came from an image um, and actually a, a neighborhood home that they saw on one of their you know nightly walks. So we took that as as inspiration. So I don't recall the address, but um, that was kind of a language that was there in the neighborhood. Um, the the windows. Um, we're happy to add some more windows on the north and south. Um, they don't particularly um, work, we can make them work the plants and we are happy to add uh, windows to help uh, break up that facade or facades. Um, the carport though, I think we'd like to have a little bit of a discussion on that. Um, the Aaron and Courtney just last night canvassed the neighborhood from, I think it was from, um, New Hampshire to Barker and 23rd to 19th Street. Um, I, we don't have any pictures to share, but I think we found 15 or so uh, carports either detached or attached to the house. So um, they, they're they not, the intention of the carport is not only for uh, parking a car, but it's also for outdoor enter entertainment. Um, so they seek to use that as part of their outdoor lifestyle um, where they can set up a chair, a table, um, uh, have friends over and uh, enjoy the evening. Um, and then of course, when the storm comes or snows, snowstorm is gonna hit, um, they'll move it all out and park the car. So um, I don't know, Courtney, Aaron, if you would like to add to that. Um, I think we feel pretty strongly about that carport. I think if we call it more like a canopy, maybe that's more accurate. Um, so 
I guess that's kind of what we would like to keep that as part of the design of the garage. Hi, this is uh, Courtney Stillings here with my husband, Aaron Dodson. Um, and, and that really was the primary use thought um, for the carport, uh, not really intent to have it be a parking spot, but really um, an outdoor entertainment area where people can take a break from the elements when we're having friends, family over, um, especially those with littles or maybe medical reasons to take a break from the sun. Um, having it come off the house would have sacrificed natural light. So um, that was something we had concerns about. And this idea actually came from friends of ours who live just a block west uh, from the 2100 block of Rhode Island there on New Hampshire. Um, they have a structure. It's a separate garage structure that had a carport off of it. Um, and we tend to hang out uh, there on evenings. So that was uh, where a means of still having that entertainment space that we value without sacrificing light to the house. Sure, I, I was um, just going to build on that comment. I think there was, uh, sorry, um, I think there was also a comment about the roof form, um, whether it, right now it's a gable. Um, I think there was a comment that uh, maybe we should consider um, hipping it um, similar to the primary roof. Uh, I think that's something that we're we're very willing to consider and uh, draw up an option um, as well. So, um, this is Commissioner Holly um, speaking. I'm generally aligned with previous commissioners' discussions. I would, um, regarding the carport, um, I would personally feel comfortable. Um, issuing a certificate of appropriateness without that as a stipulation to, to carry. Commissioner Irby, yeah, I mean, I'm in favor of approving the certificate of appropriateness. I just suggest that we do so and make the recommendations. We're still giving them the certificate of appropriateness, but we're saying that we recommend these things. And if they choose not to, you know, ideally they choose to follow all of them. If they choose not to follow the carport one, that's that's fine. I'm still I'm still in favor of approving the certificate of appropriateness. This is Commissioner Holly. Thank you for clarifying, Commissioner Irby. Would it help if I didn't mute myself? Uh, Mrs. Chair Meyer. So, <laughs> only recommendations, not requirements. Is that what you're saying, Commissioner Irby? Commissioner Irby, yes, that is what I'm saying. Thank you. I will say I don't have an issue with the carport. I think when I look at the project, you know, my main issue is just probably the window issues. Um, I agree that, for example, on that north side, just having one window, it, it does create a lot of space. But I'm, I'm in line with what Commissioner Irby is proposing. So do we, we have, I don't think we actually have a motion.
Commissioner Irby, I can attempt to make a motion, but you're going to have to bear with me and help me because it's been a day. All right. So, Commissioner Irby, um, in accordance with Chapter 22 of the Code of the City of Lawrence, the standards of evaluation, I move that we approve the certificate of appropriateness for the proposed project and find that the project will not significantly encroach on, damage, or destroy the landmarks or their environs, but that we also recommend that... The carport be excluded from the proposed plans or modified in its design, semicolon. Add more fenestration to the north side of the proposed attached and add more fenestration to the north side of the proposed attached dwelling, comma. Uh, and there's something about painting the panels, right? Can somebody help me with that? I'm this term are the columns, I think, is what they were talking about on the front. Um, semicolon and paint the columns on the front of the dwelling. Period. Lynn, am I missing anything? Lynn Braddock's owner, Historic Resources Administrator. Based on your previous discussion, did you want to keep the information in there about the carport or allow the carport as proposed? This is Chair Meyer. I, I'll admit Commissioner Holly speak for himself. I thought he meant that the carport was fine. Uh, this is Commissioner Holly. My um, opinion, and I believed interpretation based on uh, conversation was, I am of the opinion that the carport is fine. Um, as Commissioner Irby has framed the motion, they are all recommendations and not requirements. So the applicant, um, and please correct if I'm wrong, the applicant is not bound by those, but certain things like the paint or the windows, Commissioner Holly, yours would suggest are, would be great. Um, but that if we approve the motion as standard, they have the flexibility to either enclose or not enclose the carport. This is Chair Meyer, I, I believe that's correct. So. Is it, so is there a second on Commissioner Irby's motion? Uh, this is Commissioner Holly again, and I would second Commissioner Irby's motion. All right, there's been a motion and a second, so I'll go ahead and take roll call vote. Commissioner Irby? Commissioner Irby, aye. Commissioner Ezell? Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Holly? Commissioner Holly, aye. And Commissioner Meyer is an aye, so that motion carries four to zero. Good luck moving forward on your project. Thank you. Okay, we will move on to DR 21-301-504 Louisiana Street. Lynn Braddock-Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. This is a proposal for an addition to the existing primary structure and the new construction of an accessory structure. This is a state law review and a certificate of appropriateness. The property is a contributing structure to the Pinckney One Historic District National Register of Historic Places. And the property is also located in the environs of the Griffith House at 511 Ohio Street and the Dillard House at 520 Louisiana Street. Okay. This is the project location showing the kind of green color highlight 
in the top left of your screen, and then the two listed properties are designated by the blue color. The applicant requests to construct a new addition to the property located at 504 Louisiana Street. The addition would be on the east elevation of the structure. The rear east wall of the existing structure would be partially removed to allow for a new 232 square foot kitchen addition. The new addition will have lap siding with a metal roof. The existing utility room would be removed. A new sun porch addition of 73 square feet would be constructed in this area. The applicant is also requesting to build a new accessory structure. The accessory structure would be 28 feet, four inches by 21 feet and would have lap siding with a composition roof. Um, Secretary of the Interior Standards 2, 9, and 10 apply to this project for state law review. And Chapter 22, Section 22-505 and Section 22-506.1 apply to this project for the Certificate of Appropriateness. Okay. This is showing that east elevation of the structure where the addition will be. This is kind of a corner angle. The blue portion that you see above the first story is a sun porch that will be maintained. The brick part of the structure in the front of the screen is where the new addition will be. Okay. This just shows a close up of the existing mudroom that will be removed. And this is showing um, a portion of that brick wall that was proposed to be removed. Um, the applicant did submit revised drawings this week that um, staff had concerns about removing a large portion of the historic brick wall, and they have submitted revised plans that change that opening into a cased opening. This is showing the site plan. The hatched area is the new addition on the primary structure and then the new accessory structure. This is showing the east elevation of the primary structure with the addition shown at the bottom of the drawing. In the staff report, it's mentioned that staff does not typically re recommend metal roofs for historic structures that would not have had them historically. In this case, staff is willing to um, recommend that because the applicant is trying to save the window opening that is shown above where the three inch exposure lap leader is um, so that they need a shallow roof to keep that window opening as is and cover the new addition. So staff is of the opinion in this particular instance that a root metal roof would be appropriate as long as it's flat panel um, with crimp seams. This is showing that north elevation where the new addition will be right there on the left side of your screen and the new roof going to the right um, above the existing brick portion of the structure. This is showing that south elevation where the new addition is um, underneath the sun porch and then taking the place of the existing mudroom. 
This also shows the south elevation of the proposed two-story garage. And this shows that east elevation of the two-story garage. And then this is the other end of the two-story garage. And the west elevation of the garage. Um, as I mentioned, the applicant uh, submitted revised plans on September 14th that addresses the staff concerns that are outlined in the staff report. The new plan showed that a cased opening would be made in the exterior brick wall that would allow a greater portion of the brick to remain in the area of the new addition attachment. A cased opening would also be used on the interior wall between the kitchen and the dining area. The proposed changes would allow the project to better meet standards two, nine, and 10. With the proposed changes, staff is of the opinion that the revised project meets the Secretary of Interior Standards for Re Rehabilitation and is recommending approval for both the state law review and the certificate of appropriateness. And I'd be happy to stand for any questions you might have. This is Chair Meyer. Um, and just so I'm clear, Lynn, um, when you say that you're, you're not recommending any further um, architectural review committee process or anything like that, it's fine as is? Lynn Braddock-Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. Yes, the changes they proposed um, changed staff's recommendation from going to the ARC to work on that wall issue to just being a staff recommendation for approval. Chair Meyer, thank you. Um, does the applicant wish to say anything additionally? Hi, this is Steve Bagwell with Hernley Architects. Um, I'd like to thank the commission and I'd like to thank city staff for your guidance and on the uh, design changes. And uh, I'd just like to thank you for recommending approval. Chair Meyer, Lynn, is there any public comment on this item? Lynn Braddock-Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. There is no one on Zoom that has raised their hand and there is no one in the city commission room. Chair Meyer, okay then, we will bring it back to the commission for discussion. This is Commissioner Holly. I'll just, uh, with the revisions, uh, I would be in favor of following staff's revised recommendation. Commissioner Irby, I agree. This is Chair Meyer. I, I, I will say that when I first read the report, I was a little concerned about things just because um, this is a contributing structure. Um, but I think with uh, that, we just received a loan tonight that I, I would be in favor of um, approving the project also. So I, I guess if there's not any more discussion, I'm going to go ahead and make a motion 
that in accordance with the Secretary of the Interior standards, the standards of evaluation, approve the project to make the determination that the project does not damage or destroy any historic property included in the National Register of Historic Places or the State Register of Historic Places. Is there a second? Commissioner Irby, second. There's a motion and a second. I'll go ahead and take roll call vote. Commissioner Irby? Commissioner Irby, aye. Commissioner Ezell? Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Hawley? Commissioner Hawley, aye. Commissioner Meyer is an aye. So that motion carries four to zero. Mm -hmm. And I will go ahead and make a motion that in accordance with chapter 22 of the Code of the City of Lawrence, the standards of evaluation approve the certificate of appropriateness for the proposed project and find that the project will not significantly encroach on, damage or destroy the landmarks or their environs. Is there a second? Commissioner Holly, second. There's a motion and a second. We'll take roll call vote. Commissioner Irby. Commissioner Irby, aye. Commissioner Ezell. Commissioner Ezell, aye. Commissioner Holly. Commissioner Holly, aye. Commissioner Meyer is an aye. So that motion carries as well, four to zero. So good luck on your project. All right. Uh, according to the agenda, um, my favorite item of the night, miscellaneous items, does not appear that there are any miscellaneous items. So, Lynn, is that correct? Lynn and Avery, no, no miscellaneous items? Lynn Braddock-Zollner, Historic Resources Administrator. We have no miscellaneous items from staff this evening. All right. Does any commissioners have any miscellaneous items? All right. You lost your window. Okay, no miscellaneous items, so I will move that we adjourn for the evening. Thank you.